Hey everybody, it's Lindsay and I just wanted to share what God has spoken to me um, recently about and it's basically like if you are questioning if you are going to go to heaven, I have a better question. Are you acting it? Do you act as if you are going to heaven or do you act as if you are going to hell? And God put this in my heart a few days ago when I was driving. And it was kind of out of nowhere. I don't even know. I wasn't really even asking him. He just placed it in my heart that if the person is acting as if they're going to heaven and they're following the word of God, they're praying, they're building that relationship with God, they are acting as if they are going to heaven. They most likely are going to be going to heaven Yet, are you acting like you're not? Are you living in sin? Are you living for the enemy? Are you sinning every day? Are you repenting? Are you praying? Are you growing with the Lord? Are you, are you building that relationship? How are you acting? Because when you die, your soul is going to leave your body. And then from that day that ever happens your soul is going to be on its own without a body without the brain it's going to be by itself on its own as an individual soul and if you don't familiarize with the lord your soul will not recognize the lord it says in his word that my sheep know my voice they know my voice and they follow me When you leave the body, is your soul going to know his voice? Is your soul going to be familiarized with with the Lord? Because at that point, you're not going to remember anything. You're not going to have a brain. You're not going to have a body. You're going to just have your soul. And if your soul is not familiarized with the Lord, and you did not build your soul up to know him, to hear his voice as you leave the body... You're not going to know him. You're not going to go to him because you won't know his voice. And you know where that will lead you. If you don't know his voice, it's going to lead you to hell. It's going to leave leave you to an eternity somewhere that you don't want to be. For your own good, I'm telling you, just familiarize your soul with him. So when your soul is on its own without the body and the brain, all of a sudden, you know him. Your soul is familiarized with him. Your soul is built up with his word. Your soul has that bond with him, that relationship with him. When you leave, you're going to go right to him. You're going to know his voice and you're going you're gonna to recognize him when you're just on your own with, the, with just your soul. Vice versa, though. Don't forget that. If you don't familiarize yourself, you're, you don't familiar, you don't, your soul is not familiar to him. Your soul does not have that bond with him, that relationship with him. It doesn't know his voice. It's not going to go. You're not going to know. Right now, while you have a brain and your body and you, you are a soul and you have a body. So right now, wherever you are, Let's just say this prayer because 
God is really weighing on me right now to just warn whoever is listening. This is a divine moment. This is important because you don't know when your last day will be. It could be today. It could be years from now. You don't know. So right now, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that whoever is listening to this, God, that their soul is going to be familiarized with you, Lord. That when they leave the body and the body steps and their soul steps out of the body, God, that they're going to know your voice, Lord. Please, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that the Holy Spirit right now is going to resonate within them so they have the hunger and the thirst to go to your word, Lord, to your 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 Bible that you left for us to read, to be familiarized with you, God, that they are going to start building not a religion, but a relationship with you, Lord, that they're going to have that connection. So when they are just a pure divine soul, they're going to hear your voice, God. I pray in the name of Jesus. This person is going to know you and they are go- you are going to place within them, God, a softened heart, ears that it says in your word, God, that the enemy will cause us while we're living on this earth. It says they see but don't see and hear but don't hear, God. I pray you are going to open their eyes and ears in Jesus' name so they can hear and see you for who you are, Lord, that their soul is going to build that bond with your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Whoever you are listening, you are still alive right now for a purpose. There's a reason why you aren't dead yet. Because if you were not meant to be here, you wouldn't be. You are are special and you are important to God and he loves you no matter what you think he is right there always he promised in his word to us that he will never ever leave or forsake us ever in Jesus name I pray have a blessed day Hey everyone, it's Lindsay, and I'm currently reading a book called The Gospel of the Kingdom, Scriptural Studies in the Kingdom of God by George Eldon Ladd. And I just find this book so interesting. I'm currently just reading the first chapter, and basically what it's doing is it's breaking down the different interpretations of what the kingdom of God means. And, you know, it says, when we ask the Christian church, what is the kingdom of God? When and how will it come? We receive a bewildering diversity of explanations. There are a few themes so prominent in the Bible which have received such radically divergent interpretations as that of the kingdom of God. And then it goes and it breaks down all these different ways of in- interpreting the kingdom of God. Some, like Adolf von Harnack, reduced the kingdom of God to the subjective realm and understood it in terms of the human spirit and its relationship to God. So Adolf believes that the kingdom of God is the human spirit and your relationship to God. 
The kingdom of God is an inward power which enters into the human soul and lays hold of it. It consists of a few basic religious truths of universal application. The more recent, so that's that's one, the more recent interpretation of C.H. Dodd conceives of the kingdom as the absolute quote-unquote holy other, quote-unquote, which has entered into time and space as a person of Jesus of Nazareth. At the other extreme are those like Albert Schweitzer to find Jesus's message of the kingdom as an apocalyptic realm by a supernatural act of God when history will be broken off and a new heavenly order of existence begun. The kingdom of God is no sense of the word, is a present or spiritual reality. It is altogether future and future and supernatural. And then this is another interpretation. This is the one that I believe in. Another type of interpretation relates to the kingdom of God in one way or another to the church. Since the days of Augustine, the kingdom has been identified with the church. As the church grows, the kingdom grows and is extended in the world. Many Protestant theologians have taught a modified form of this interpretation holding the kingdom of God may be identified with the true church, which is embodied in the visible professing church. As the church takes the gospel into all of the world, it extends the kingdom of God. An optimistic version holds that it is the mission of the church to win the entire world to Christ and thus transform the world into the kingdom of God. The gospel is the supernatural redeeming gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom is to be established by the church's proclamation of the gospel the gospel must not only offer a personal salvation in the future life to those who believe it it must also transform all of the relationships of life here and now and thus cause the kingdom of God to prevail in all the world the gospel of redeeming grace has the power to save the social, economic, and political orders, as well as the souls of individual believers. The kingdom of God is like a bit of leaven placed in a bowl of dough, which slowly but steadily permeates the dough until the entire lump is leavened. So is the kingdom of God to transform the world by slow and gradual permeation. Still others have understood the kingdom of God to be essential to an ideal pattern of human society. The kingdom is not primarily concerned with individual salvation or with the future, but with the social problems of the present. Men build the kingdom of God as they work for the ideal social order and endeavor to solve the problems of poverty, poverty, sickness, labor relations, social inequalities, and race relationships. The primary task of the church is to build the kingdom of God, Those who are interested in the history of interpretation will find a brief but comprehensive survey with documentation of the author's book. So I just find this extremely fascinating how there's so many ways to interpret what the kingdom of God means. And out of all of the different interpretations that at least is said in this book, I do believe in the one where it is explaining you know that we are to profess 
the gospel to the world to lead those to his kingdom um I find that so fascinating though because I didn't even think about how you know there's so many different interpretations that some people don't see it that way I thought that you know that's just how everyone would see it but I guess not and I find that so cool you know like it's the same bible the same god the same gospel yet we are interpreting it in so many different ways in so many unique ways and I think that is also beautiful that you know God sculpted each and every single one of us and so uniquely that we will interpret it differently you know we are going to each read it and not one person is going to interpret it the same way the same exact way yeah we might think of it as a similar way but it's just there's so many thousands of thoughts that enter our mind at once like it's just so cool how god you know he loves designing and sculpting us in such a unique and special way that we'll all interpret it a little different and i think just by sharing the way we all interpret it it makes us become more one which is what god wants is us to become one in us be one and not be divided and i think that's amazing and it's beautiful and i just love it so with all of that being said i hope that you know what i just shared with you kind of gave you a little bit more of an idea and insight to think about you know all the different ways of interpreting just the topic of the kingdom of god um yeah so i hope you like that and with all of that being said thank you so much for listening and i hope you have a blessed day Hey everybody, it's Lindsay and um, God just spoke to me and I have a word for you. So, you know, we live this life with walking with God and it's amazing and it's just so beautiful and every single day is something new and exciting and we want to know exactly what to do next you know like what does God want us to do next what's our next path we question that all the time during prayer during whatever you know season that you're living in you wonder where he wants you to go next you know and that's something that is amazing when he shows us where to go he directs thy paths acknowledge him in all of our ways and he shall direct your path well sometimes it's not so easy sometimes you know, we pray and we pray and we're not getting anything. And we question, you know, why isn't he showing me where to go? You know, why is, does he seem distant? Why does he seem so silent? Why, when I ask him what to do next, it's not crystal clear. Well, I have a word for you. Sometimes, if he isn't making it very clear... It's because he gave you free will. And yes, he will be with you every step of the way. He will never leave you or forsake you. But sometimes you can do what you want to do while keeping him by your side at all times. You know, like there's a few people here that's like, I don't know what God wants me to, if he wants me to stay here or if he wants me to go and study abroad. I don't know. And We put so much pressure on it that it's giving us stress, worry, anxiety, and 
sometimes as long as we're following God and we're keeping him at the front line and center, we can stay where we are or we can go where he's telling us to go. You know, we can do what we want to do. You know, there's a reason why he gave us free will. There's a reason why he is not he didn't not give us free will for us to do everything that he tells us to do there's you know only a specific way there's only the straight line that i'm supposed to take that god told me to to go on and if i don't follow that you know i'm gonna if i do this and god didn't tell me to do that then i i disobeyed the lord because he didn't tell me and i don't and it causes all this stress and worry and he doesn't want us to be so stressed out and worried about it he doesn't you know he loves us he wants us to enjoy this life We're only here for a temporary time and it's going to fly by. It's going to fly by. And it's so important that you just embrace him in all your ways. So if you stay where you're at and that's what you want to do, you embrace him in the ways where you are. If you want to go and study abroad, you know, you go and study abroad and you embrace him while you're studying abroad. You embrace him wherever you are. And then in time, you'll see that you had the free will to do what you wanted to do. You know, he doesn't want you to worry so much about, you know, if he told you not to do that, if he told you to do that. And if that's the case and he is making it clear that you should do something, then yes, you should obey him. Yes, you should listen to what he says because he's doing that for a reason. But if he isn't and he's being very silent and it doesn't seem like he's telling you where to go, Sometimes it's either tr- either way would be wonderful. Either way would be pleasing to him as long as you follow him and you keep him first. Everything will work out. And there's no need to stress out about it. There really isn't. And with that being said, you know, if you're in a season right now where you're feeling like he's silent, <clears throat> you're feeling like he isn't telling you what to do and don't worry don't stress because he will never leave you or forsake you that he that means he's right there watching you pray he is but he's not telling you to go because either one would be great you know either one would be wonderful and he gave you the free will to choose what you want to do to choose your spouse to choose you know the type of life that you want to live here that's why he gave us free will That's why we have that ability, that option, because we don't have to go. Yes, we we are to pray about everything. Yes, we are. But we don't have to do something in every single aspect of life. And if we feel that we didn't do the right thing, then, you know, God is mad at us or something. God will be upset with that we didn't do this. I say that if you are getting a clear message from him, like he was telling me to come to Calvary Chapel Bible College where I'm at now, then yes, you obey him. Yes, you will be obedient because obedience brings blessings and there's a reason why he's telling you that. But if he isn't and, you know, he's not making it clear, don't stress out. Don't worry. He is saying that, you know, either way, as long as you glorify him. So with that being said, I hope that got you a little less stressed out. Everything happens for a reason. And thank you for listening. Um, I hope you have a blessed day.